You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, yesterday I said that nobody wins the second week of the free agency period like the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, that is even more true after the, the Tuesday morning that we had, right? I mean, let me just tell you this. Uh, I, I thought, well, let me just peel the curtain back a little bit. I'm moving tomorrow. I, I, I'm moving homes tomorrow, and 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 I th- I scheduled this like oh maybe it'll be a little bit quiet. I, I did, obviously did not plan this. Uh, I didn't realize this was going to be the second week of free agency when I planned this. I made a mistake, y'all, because I spent a whole lot of time packing boxes while watching film <laughs> on people yet last night to be able to do this show. And the Cowboys basically every morning when I wake up turn this whole thing onto its own head. Uh, just I mean. Marcus and I had like a little pre-show conversation, and and we forgot like at least one or two storylines that we need <laughs> that we actually need to add into the story, uh, that, that yeah. added to the show that that we that we I mean there's like five or six different things to talk about, and, and we're, we, we I, I don't know why I'm talking now. We need to get going. That's right. More breaking news for the Cowboys. Yes. They signed yes. uh, long snapper LP Latasur to a new deal. So and and we eighty five year old long snapper. We also LP is back. I know, which is great to hear. Obviously, <laughs> uh, we also have to talk about Tyrone Crawford. <laughs> we 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 didn't even talk do about we, Tyrone Crawford and his whole thing. So yeah, do, like, do we have to talk about? Tyrone I, I get. I, let's just let, real quick before we dive into these guys. Apparently, Tyrone Crawford had an altercation in, in uh, Florida last last night, two nights ago, uh, that involved yeah. involved him uh, uh, putting his hands on a police officer. Now there may be uh, some specu. There may be some. It's very murky because I think there's there's some talk that he didn't know that they were necessarily police officers because they were dressed exactly the same as the security guards inside inside this Palm Beach you know uh, establishment. We don't know what was going on. No, he didn't get arrested, so there may not even be any punishment. But we should just add that. I mean, any other day that might be half our podcast, but we don't have time to talk about that right now. <laughs> No, he had a nice bull rush. I don't know. Really yeah. knocked the police officer back. It was, it was a good, it's good effort. Good effort. You know, it's like uh, <laughs> excellent hand not usage. Yeah. Uh, all right. So coming up on today's show, we've got a free agent signing, Ugh. a potential trade, and two very, very interesting visits. Uh, I want to go ahead and start with the guy that the Cowboys actually did sign uh, late on Monday night. Completely shocked us because we didn't hear a single word about this player. Uh, the Cowboys agreed to a one-year deal with former Detroit Lions defensive lineman Kerry Hyder. Uh, Hyder had a really good 2017 season with eight, uh, eight sacks. 2018, he was a little bit banged up. But what do you think of the signing, Landon? I love this signing. I, I, I Again, this is such a Will McClay signing because he understands in a way that a lot of people don't that the devil is in the details with these guys, right? Kerry uh, Hyder was a eight-sack guy. Two years ago, okay, mm-hmm. uh, played defensive end. Uh, he's you know his size is I think what 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 throws people off, right? Because he 
he's kind of in the 270 to 280 range, right? Was that the combine at 295? Yeah, and then then you know lost a bunch of weight, ended up playing kind of. Uh, uh, a defensive end position, which oddly enough, he really, really took to. Uh, I think this playing weight, the two seventy to two eighty, is is more his speed, because uh-huh. I think I think he, uh, speed is the optimal word that he he gets a a, a dose of speed uh, that goes with an already actually pretty impressive uh, uh, you know agility that he has. Um, but so, anyways, he he comes in, he he gets eight sacks uh, at the defensive end position. Uh, turns around and uh, uh, right away tears his uh, Achilles, right? I think this was Achilles uh, yep. in, tw- in 2017. So uh, misses all of 2017, comes back last season, uh, and Matt Patricia has taken over this defense, obviously, as, as he's become head coach of Detroit Lions. Uh, Patricia puts sees fit after... This guy gets literally eight sacks playing everywhere from left defensive end to three technique uh, and decides to give this guy a, a very healthy majority dose uh, at nose tackle. I mean, if you go back and watch the tape of this guy from 2018, it's this 270-pound, 280-pound guy uh, trying to p- play in the middle of a defense like as a three tech, as a, as a shade zero technique or as a one tech not even a one tech mostly just a zero a shade zero uh and so you know like i mean just basically playing shades of the center and and or sometimes just heads up the center so uh, to me this is a guy who you know was coming off of an achilles injury so, so he's but he's a year off of that now right uh and then on top of that playing wildly out of position Wildly out of position. I, I, I mean, I think that Patricia was trying to do something there, but I'm not sure. I love this guy as an inside-outside guy, as a potential three-technique pass rusher. Uh, I think he's got some juice. He's got, he's got, he's got some athleticism. He will run and chase the ball no matter where it goes, no matter where he is. He's got a level of hustle that I really love. Uh, he's, he's uh, agile. He's got a, gr- a great agility for a guy his size. Um, mm-hmm. I really, really like this signing because I, I think people forgot about Kerry Hyder. Uh, I mean, because I mean, he he was kind of a one year wonder, and I I think it's easy to kind of blow blow him off like that. But at the same time, I mean, the, the reason he didn't blow up the year after is because he missed it completely, and then he comes back and plays completely a different position than he's ever really ever played. Uh, and, and and playing wildly out of position of where his previous uh, success is. So I, I think this is a guy who is ready to come back and, and, and you know and really do something. And he's young too. He's still only like uh, uh, he's gonna be twenty twenty seven. He's gonna be twenty eight soon. You know, yep. I, I, he's still still got some some time left on him uh, and some some good snaps ahead of him. I, I'm a big fan of the signing. Yeah. So a couple of things. I don't have a ton to add, but. Uh, Pro Football Focus has the, the detailed snap breakdowns for all players. Yeah. Uh, last year, 63 of his snaps, he only played 167 total snaps. 63 came as a nose yep. tackle. The other ones are at like five technique. That's not his strength. It, you, that's I mean, you, you pointed out the reasons why. You need to have him rushing and not just holding up against the run. Um, the other thing I was going to say is he signed a one-year deal, and I've, I've made this point a couple different times in the podcast. There's really no such thing as a bad one-year deal in the NFL because if if it doesn't work out, you move on and there's no dead money the following year. So let's say the Cowboys get to camp and Kerry Hyder's still not 
fully recovered from his torn Achilles, and he just looks like a guy that you know can't, can't he's not going to crack the rotation. Dallas could move on and take a pretty little dead cap hit, maybe no dead cap at all. Uh, we haven't seen the money yet, but these are the type of signings that can change your franchise, right? If you get him on a one-year deal for cheap and he comes in and gives you five sacks as a rotational defensive lineman, absolutely, that's that's a huge win for your defensive line. So uh, I, I'm all for this move. Any last thoughts before we move on from Hyder? No, I mean, I think real last thing real quick is you, know, you, you and I had talked about, I mean, I think – Offline and, and different times about Kerry Hyder as a restricted free agent. I know I talked about it when yep. I was on the Blogging the Boys podcast when he was a restricted free agent. Uh, it's just funny how you kind of get these names and, and you, you watch them through college and then suddenly, you know, eventually they end up on your team. So, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of this and I think uh, he, he could really thrive in this situation. I asked a couple of my uh, reporter friends who work for the Lions or around the team, and they all basically said the same thing. Super high motor guy, high character dude. Teammates love him. Uh, he's a really good role player. He's willing to fit into any role that he wants to. Uh, he did not want to play nose tackle last year, uh, but he knew that was the best thing for the team, so he did it anyway. So I think I think the Cowboys really appreciate his his mindset and his attitude and willing to put the team first. So uh, from all accounts, he's he's the right kind of guy that Jason Garrett and Rob Marinelli are looking for. Also on Monday night, man, it was a busy week. Jeez, or busy Monday. no kidding. Uh, on Monday, the Cowboys announced that Eric Berry was going to come in for a visit. He came in on Tuesday morning for breakfast. I believe he is still there as we're recording this podcast. Uh, maybe the biggest name left on the free agent market. Uh, I went back and watched all 300 of Barry's uh, snaps from 2018 last year. Uh, some good and some bad, uh, but I'll let you go first, Lane. What do you think about this potential pairing of Barry and the Cowboys? Well, again, I mean, uh, falls under the uh, Will McClay special, right? A, a, a situation where the devil's in the details. Um, I think it's easy from Dallas to have a casual understanding of the Eric Berry situation. Oh, you know, he signed a he played a fantastic 2 years ago. Signed a a, a, a big money contract and then the first year mm-hmm. in this contract uh tears an Achilles and he's been first game. First yeah, game. Yeah, first game. First game in the new contract. Uh you know, has tears his Achilles and then just has hasn't been the same, you know. Like that's that's the hasn't been the same thing is what we kind of fill in in our minds because he ha- you know, he's and I've seen the comments on Twitter, you know, has he though this guy's only played uh what is it like three games three, three in like games two in two in years, years you know years, yeah. so it's like it, but where's the what's the actual context and you know me that's my whole thing here um the context here is that the the whole thing with him last season had to do with a deformity that was developed onto his heel um, and apparently mm-hmm. it, it, it's related to the uh, uh, the Achilles injury and that uh, they think that maybe the deformity might have hastened the the Achilles injury um, and or or vice versa uh, somehow uh, but it is the same foot the same heel um, uh, to me so uh, that's encouraging ish to me because if they really it's this is a pretty binary thing you figure out the, now what's tough to figure out is 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 yeah you got to talk to the player and figure out because th- really what this is is, is a pain tolerance thing 
right? It's it's Absolutely, because what yeah. he's dealing with is is extremely painful. It's rubbing up against different parts of his heel that it's not supposed to. It's causing extreme pain. Um, and I think that you know the reason he was basically you know on the roster, but uh, but a you know injury scratch for for most of the season. You know, and and I think he ended mm. up coming back at the end of the season, played a little bit up and down. Um, but I think you know. So really, the the tape that you have on this guy is not fantastic because there's not much of it, and and what there is of it, he's coming into the last two or three weeks of the season playing his first bits of football. Uh, while well, it- let me let me add that into that a little bit. You saw in games his first twenty snaps or twenty five snaps were good. Yeah, but he started to wear down as the game went on, and that's. I, I, I guess I try to put it into context. Like if the Cowboys, let's let's kind of turn this back to the way for the Cowboys. If the Cowboys sign him, and you can figure out a way to keep him on the field yes. for twenty to thirty snaps a game as a part-time player, I think there's a lot of value. There. I, I don't uh, I, go ahead. Sorry, I, but I, didn't no, mean to but I, I think yes. What you and I are getting at is the same thing. Is that this is not a guy with a broken body. Necessarily, yes. I think this is a case where this is a guy who had an Achilles injury that was caused, you know, that that it cascaded into this heel thing, which again is not structural, as it were. It's not a uh, a hamstring that that won't stop injuring itself. It's not a uh, it's this is not a cascading thing as much as he actually, from what I understand, and and and, and there were two options here that, that you can have surgery or you can let it let, let it go and let it heal itself because it's really, I, I, from what I understand, an inflation related based thing. So, right. and he went to go see uh, that this doctor uh, who is the, the I guess the foot and ankle guy in Green Bay uh, and got a second opinion and the second opinion said that he didn't need surgery. Surgery. So he's not needing surgery. I think the reason that Kansas City let him go is because he was due a ton of money, obviously, having just signed this huge deal. And, and they just signed Tyron Matthew to replace yes. him, basically. So they had a choice. Yeah, and, and, and really, there is some uncertainty here, right? Because like, you don't really know, right. has he gotten under control his method of healing this? Did the time in the offseason fix this issue, or is this going to come back? So if the Cowboys doctors can figure that out... Um, and figure out exactly what his prognosis is. I don't have doubts that he can come back as a extremely talented, still only thirty years old, uh, uh, safety. Mm-hmm. And 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 I mean, dude, plug that guy in as your strong safety, and I, I think he probably would be more of a strong safety because I think you know he's not still the same cover guy anymore. I think that could be. be- I think he could be better next year than he has been last year because I think if he gets a full offseason, that will help there. But I, I will just say that I, I think you're going to get at right away a guy who could be a, obviously a starter level star, strong safety who is a better than solid tackler. I mean maybe one of the better tacklers in the league. I think you'll you'll be getting Absolutely. a guy who will not miss tackles at that spot. Uh, an incredible incredible leader. I mean incredible guy to have in your locker room. Uh, and I think it gives your defense uh, some juice, man. Like I think even more juice than it had before. I mean he he's he's a savvy player at the very least and and maybe he's not I don't know if he is ever going to be the athlete that he was two years ago I, th- I think there's a chance he could be uh, but I, I, I think that he's got value in his between his ears beyond that and I think that there's a chance that he's 
could get a chance if they if he clears and and, and the, the the Cowboys feel comfortable that this is something that's going to crop back up. Uh, the, I think that the Cowboys could get him on a bargain deal because uh, you know he's the 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 outlook for around the league with this guy it can't be great just by the sheer number of how much money right. Kansas City lost <laughs> by investing in this guy and he's only played three games in two seasons. So a couple quick points. Um, first of all, in terms of his leadership, we have seen that the Cowboys really value having somebody like this at certain positions. I mean, it seems like they targeted they, strong safety, right? Like well, that that well, that had to be uh, part of the selling point with Gaithers too, don't you think? Well, yeah, I'm talking about though more like we they brought back Sean Lee despite knowing there oh, might you not mean be a generally. Role for him. I see what you're saying. Yes. Generally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like they brought back Jason Witten knowing that Jason Witten's role is going to be cut. They have Sean Lee on the roster knowing that his role is going to be cut. It seems like the Cowboys really like this idea of having two young safeties or two young players at a position and then a respected veteran behind them who can also fill in and who also can find a role. That's where I think Barry's is going to be important. Like, can you imagine how much Xavier Woods is going to learn from a guy like this, from Eric Barry, who has seen it all, has exactly. seen every, exactly. every kind of uh, offensive formation and play call? That in itself has value. But when I watched the film last night, I was actually really impressed with how well he can still play close to the line of scrimmage. He has a little bit of a problem kind of turning and running with the receivers anymore because it kind of relies on him to push off his Achilles a little bit. But if you want to but if you want to just keep him around the line of scrimmage, I mean, there was a couple plays in the Charger game. I think it was week 16 where, I mean, his instincts are still incredible. Oh, yeah. He still has the athleticism to, to beat blockers and get to the ball. So, again... If you want to have him as a first and second down safety who plays 25 to 30 snaps a game, I, I can get behind that. I can even get behind that if you're paying that guy 4 to $5 million a year because of what he can do in your locker room and on the field. So I, I, I'm all for this, and I'm also for them grabbing a safety in the draft as well to put it in that room. So I, I don't see many downsides here as long as they say he's healthy enough to play at least even a little bit. Well, the downside here is that you're going to suggest what you just intimated right now, and and Kayvon Frazier is going to block you on Twitter. That's the downside, probably. <laughs> I think we're already there. <laughs> I think we're already there. No, I agree. I, I think, uh, look, this is... Uh, I, this doesn't need to be a, a situation where you spend a ton of money in order to get a guy who could be look uh, he's not he's not Earl Thomas I don't think because I I don't you don't there's some questions to what you're going to get here but I think you're spending some Well that's why you're going to get him at a fraction of the price yeah, right exactly. that's why you're going to exactly. make a third of the price Exactly but I think this is a safe gamble that this guy still has good football left if you can find some way to confirm that the the issue with the heel is either healed so to speak nice. uh, or uh, or he's found a way of managing it that can last because that's the other thing too is that he may have found a way to get back on the field but that doesn't mean like that's not the same thing as dealing with this through a 16 game NFL season so mm-hmm. so there's there is some I'm not trying to pretend, pretend that there's no downside here there is downside there the the thing here is also that you have to you have to consider that the reason the Cowboys are bringing in Barry is for physical more than anything else. They want to see where he is at 
in terms of his rehab. And it, again, if he checks out to be okay, I'm a hundred percent. And okay that's with that. been reported as part of his his. I mean, like for, we've seen that reported that he is in there actually taking a a, a part of a, a physical as part of his visit. So it's not like you're pulling that out of whatever. This is this right, is a visit right. with a physical. That's part of what he's doing here. Okay, if that wasn't enough, oh, on Tuesday morning, uh, there was a report from Tom Pelissaro that said that Robert Quinn was in the Cowboys facility, uh, taking a physical, walking around with some of the defensive staff. Uh, if you're not familiar with Robert Quinn, he is the defensive end for the Miami Dolphins, was a first-round pick of the Rams, I think in 2011. Uh, you know, he one of the one of the better pass rushers in the league over that time. Uh, has a lot of speed off the edge. Uh, the Dolphins are trying to get rid of him because on Friday they have a roster bonus that is due to him. I think it's $12 million that he's due on Friday. Uh, there's no chance that he's going to be on the Dolphins roster by then. They're either going to cut him or trade him. Uh, the Cowboys seem interested potentially in a pick swap. What are your thoughts on Robert Quinn and potentially joining the Dallas Cowboys? Well, this was big news. I mean, I think you know Robert Quinn was the name of a guy that we had thought about at some point uh, when he had become a free agent before he had gotten to Miami. I mean, this was a name that was mm-hmm. definitely being bantied about for sure. Um, <clears throat> I think at that time they had uh, more information than what was public about uh, Randy Gregory, and I think that they knew they felt like they were going to uh, bring him back, and that's why they didn't want to, you know dive into that pool of paying whatever I th- Quinn I mean I think you said you it got a lot of money. yeah he's he's due 12 million I think this year uh so, so and I think that's kind of around I mean you're going to need to pay him something decent you know I mean because he's he's a well he's, well the report is that Miami is willing to pay some of his salary I think, in order uh, okay to move so up. you and I have discussed this a little bit and we'll talk let's discuss it here so first of all Shout out to I mean this has been rep- widely reported now even by the Dallas Cowboys website themselves that this is happening that this that Robert Quinn's here so I mean Robert Quinn is a member of the Miami Dolphins all right so he yes. but he is here in, in, in or here here in Dallas uh, right. at the Star meeting with Cowboys brass and and they're having lunch apparently at the Star and the meeting includes the defensive coaches and apparently Will McClay at some point has jo- has joined them. Great reporting, thank you, for Fish Sports, Mike Mike Fisher, uh, right. kind of giving us a play by play at this point. Um, uh, you know, look, this they're not going this far along unless things are far along. You know what I'm saying? Like like uh, th- he is a member of another team. This isn't a free agent, so. The Cowboys clearly are well, you know, well down the path of negotiating. I would say both the the contract deal that money that Robert Quinn's going to get, the amount of money that the, the Dolphins are going to pay out of the guarantee because that's going to weigh mm-hmm. into this trade. Uh, you know, I would not be surprised if the reported compensation in trade trade like picks has already been agreed upon. Um, I, 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 and it kind of sounds like it's. It kind of sounds like it already has. It's going to be some 2020 pick, maybe based a little bit on how well he plays this year. Yeah, and so I, I think, uh, you know, I, I think that at this point, you know, this looks pretty positive. Uh, I, I would say that there's. It looks like this is a very good chance that this is this could go down. Um, so, uh, if the Cowboys were to get this, obviously. 
it means a lot of different things on a lot of different angles. There's a lot. I mean, you know, obviously in the context of what what player they're getting, what he means to defense, where he's going to play. I think all of that's interesting. I think it also is extremely interesting in context of uh, Demarcus Lawrence. I don't mm-hmm. think I don't think this is uh, this is them shutting the gate on Demarcus Lawrence at all. But no, I all. but I think I think it's about getting him help. Uh, I exactly I agree. But I also think that it does help with their leverage with Demarcus Lawrence. So, um, uh, I, you know, I, I, but let's talk about the player first. This is this is not a guy who uh, is going to get on his own 10 sacks plus a year. But this is a guy yeah. who you can rely pretty, pretty, you know, regularly to produce. I mean, he's produced across a couple different teams. Uh, he's He plays the right defensive end position. Um, he still has... The, the requisite you know speed and quickness he could still bend the edge he is he's it, only 28 yeah I mean he's not he's only not he's got some years left on him um he's he's Demarcus Lawrence's age basically he's just a little bit older um so uh I, I think this is definitely a situation where uh if oh man if the Cowboys are able to get him and then also get Demarcus Lawrence back with what they've already got Mm-hmm. You're cooking now. Now you've got something yep. going. I mean, especially if Rand- the Randy Gregory stuff is not is not uh, as bad as it's being made out to be. Man, now you really got a squad down there. Um, I-, I-, I think, it- and I think it really helps you kind of free up to do whatever you want in the draft at this point. Yeah. So a couple of little things on uh, Robert Quinn in terms of style. Not too different from Randy Gregory. Wins primarily with speed and bending around the edge. So he kind of fits right in there at the right defensive end spot. Uh, Quinn's biggest drawback in his game is he's not great against the run. However, the Cowboys have a defensive end on the roster who can help him out there in uh, in Tyrone Crawford. So even if you know Crawford plays most first downs and some second downs, I think you can do enough to get by where you don't have to rely on Robert Quinn to play a lot of or a ton of those rundown snaps. So if you make him a designated pass rusher or try to keep his snaps around 60%, I think you can kind of minimize his weaknesses uh, and you know kind of just make your whole defensive line stronger. The other thing is it also allows Crawford to slide back inside uh, to defensive tackle on third down. So we've been talking about trying to find some more interior rushers this offseason, uh, whether it's in the draft or in free agency. If you acquire Quinn... All of a sudden, defensive tackle might not be as big of a need as it was a couple days ago because now you do have Malik Collins, Antoine Woods, Chris Covington, Tyrone Crawford. I mean, you have some some bodies in there that you trust. And that's why if it only takes a day three pick in next year's draft, I'm all for it, especially when you consider that Robert Quinn would be coming in here on a one-year deal, which means if he leaves next year in free agency, you get, you get a, a comp pick. pick. So, you, so you basically would be renting him for a year. Not much downside here. I love these pick swap trades or you know sending a, away a, a day three pick for a proven player. Uh, this one would be it. This one makes a lot of sense for the Cowboys. Yeah, it really does. And again, he kind of just can step in and take those Randy Gregory snaps if Randy Gregory is not around. And let's say Randy Gregory does come back around. 
may I interest you in a NASCAR package that features mm-hmm. Robert Quinn on one side, Randy Gregory on the other side, Tyrone Crawford playing a shade nose on a, in a pass rush situation, which he's done before, and Demarcus Lawrence as your three technique? Because yeah, absolutely. He's, I done, think he's also done that scenario, before. Like, I think there's a scenario where you also try to save Lawrence's legs a little bit. He played sure. by far the most snaps last absolutely. year. Try to, get him, try to keep him fresh. Yeah, I, I think suddenly you've got a, quite an impressive rotation on the outside. I mean, th- we're not even talking about Marcus Armstrong, who still has, I, I mean, still. Dorrance Armstrong. Dorrance Armstrong. Armstrong. I always say Marcus Armstrong. That's right. Especially while I'm looking at mock draftable. Hi, hi Marcus. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I think, you know, you 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 take a look at, at, at the depth chart on the outside there, and, and, and you love, you still, you love Dorrance Armstrong. So I, I think, yeah, whether you want to kick. If you do this, you could kick Crawford in full time to as defensive tackle if you wanted to there, or or you know you just have a lot of solutions there, and you know you still have Kerry Hyder who we just talked about, right. uh, who uh, I right. mean maybe he plays full time defensive tackle now at full time three technique. Yeah. So uh, you know I think suddenly you've got a lot of great options, and 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 a lot uh, that's really where you want to be. I think at this point with with that, I mean you know, just last week. This defensive line group terrified us. This one signing, and if they can figure out, you know, the thing with D. Law, suddenly they're in great shape, and 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 they, mm-hmm. you know, and they've got depth to spare. All right, in the last move, by far the most surprising move to me, uh, the Cowboys brought in former second round pick Malik McDowell <laughs> for a visit. Uh, he was uh, a guy that we liked a lot coming out of the 2017 draft. I, actually, I don't know about you, but I loved him. He was my number three prospect of the draft. Uh, fell to Seattle at the top of the second round because of some effort concerns and maybe some personality concerns. Uh, that summer that he was drafted, got into an ATV accident and never played a snap in the NFL. Um, apparently, he wants to continue his NFL career. He wants to show... Uh, that he's healthy enough to play. Lena, what do you make of this visit? Because this one is super surprising to me. Yeah, I mean, uh, honestly, the more I think about it, um, yeah, maybe it's real, maybe it's not. I mean, the whole situation with his head injury and with the ATV accident, and he never played a snap. He never had a practice with Seattle. Nope. He was a second round pick nope. and he was like the 36th pick. Like I mean like right. f- the top 4 of the second round pick like and he never played a snap for them. Like never even practiced. Never I don't even know that he put on their uniform. Like uh, so nope. I-, I think there's something there. Uh, I, you know, like first of all, obviously this dude's insanely talented. I, I, there's always been Questions about maturity with him. A lot of that had to do with the fact that he was coming out of into the draft at 20 years old. He is still, right now, only 22 years old. He's younger than a lot of these guys that are coming out right now. Like he was in the same recruiting class as some of these guys that were out right now. So, yeah, I, I think there obviously is uh, the upside is. <laughs> Enormous. It's endless, really. I mean, it's frankly not. It's not quite David Irving, who has kind of the, the most ridiculous. It's like n- never-ending upside, but I mean, never realized upside either. Uh, is how much is this going to be? This guy, you know, like uh, there's injury concerns, there's maturity concerns. Uh, I, I, you know, I 
there's obviously the the argument that can be made that he's been through a lot and maybe that's changed him a lot and he's fighting back from for the first time for a guy that was a five star recruit in high school was basically given you know was was fought over between Michigan and Michigan State to go to their schools and begged and you know has been a superstar his basically his whole career. Uh, maybe he's got some juice now, and that and that's something you want to get on the train with that with this guy if his head is straight. But at the same time, like you know, not the even worse pun being head on straight. He's got issues with his with with a serious concussion, not due to football. Can he play football without you know losing memory and that sort? Of, there's lots of concerns there, and and so for me, I I honestly got and I suggested this uh, on Twitter. His his agent, as far as I know, is still Drew Rosenhaus. I, mm-hmm. I wonder if this isn't just a favor by Jerry to Drew Rosenhaus to get him public pub of, hey, look, we're in, we're taking a look at this guy. Nah, 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 nah. So you know what I'm saying? Like I don't know. Maybe he's it's, it's very possible. You know, just kind of helping churn the waters with his name in it, uh, associated with the Cowboys. Maybe that helps this guy get some other work down the road as a favor for for the Cowboy from the Cowboys to Drew. But uh, outside well, of that, I don't. I have no idea. Like I mean, it, it seems very dicey. But it, obviously, again, it's a swing for the fences. Let's talk a little bit about what we know about the accident i mean which is not much we know he got into an atv accident the report at the time was he had severe brain damage and eye damage uh and that when he showed up to the seahawks facility a couple weeks afterwards they didn't even recognize him because of how because of some of the injuries he had to his face it was that bad uh so again Beyond that, we really don't know much. But what, I want to talk about what he is as an athlete or what he was as an athlete Real quick, coming into the draft. Before you say yeah. that, I will just add that he did tweet out that, that some, you know, that he doesn't tweet anymore, but he did tweet out something that basically said the reports of my injuries being life threatening or career threatening are overstated. I will play again or something like that. Let's just, so, just put that out there. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I want to talk about the athlete that he was coming into the NFL because. Uh, he was a special, special guy at the combine. Uh, six foot six, two hundred ninety-five pounds, almost thirty-five inch arms, ten and a half inch hands. Ran a four-eight-five forty-yard dash, uh, a one-twelve broad jump, uh, three cone of seven-six-nine, twenty-yard shuttle, four-five-three. If you go to mock draftable, here's some of his top comparisons in terms of athleticism: Leonard Williams, John Henderson, Gerald McCloy, Nick Farley, or Nick Fairley. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are that's quite a list of some really productive NFL players that are super athletic. When you go back and look at his college production, uh, as a as a sophomore, as a 19-year-old sophomore, yeah. he had 13 tackles for a loss and four and a half sacks. If you turn on that tape, he is the only player on that defensive line that was anything close to an NFL prospect. And teams knew it. They doubled him on almost every single snap. Uh, he wore down a little bit at, at times, and that's why his effort got questioned. But, I mean, just an incredible, incredible player. Um, so if you can get 85% of what he was, I mean, that's certainly well, worth a flyer. I mean, there's no downside here for the Cowboys. Yeah, and I think even beyond that, too, as a 19-year-old junior, he he basically was the best player on his team and definitely the best player right. on a Mike D'Antoni offense, uh, defense. So they basically, uh, when they got a new coaching staff in there, they basically played him all over the field. All that talent that, that he had played with was gone, so he had no one else around him. So they played him up and down the line, never really letting him focus on one position. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I think, again, 
it's hard to overst- understate how much untapped talent there is there. It's and it's not even just like he's a physical specimen though he's he is because his tape is good. His, his tape is really his tape good. is his technique. I guess is the what, what I want to get at. His technique is good. He is a defensive lineman. He's not just an athlete trying to be a pass rusher. This guy has yes. talent yes. doing what what we're asking him to do. He just needs to refine maybe one position as opposed to not playing a whole like up and down the line at this point. Because again, he is only twenty two years old. So it's incredible. It, it, look, there are a lot of medical questions. There is a lot of personality questions, but. But is this guy worth kicking the tires if it's even possible for him to play football? Absolutely. And that's the whole reason why the Cowboys are having the visit. They want to see where he's at. Uh, and maybe they'll check back in you know, three months from now, four months from now, and see how, how he's come along. So uh, the Cowboys are just doing their due diligence here, and that makes a lot of sense. I'm, I'm excited for Malik McDowell. I think uh, I miss watching him play because he was so much fun at Michigan State. I, I just hope that he can get back on the field. Uh, and I'm hoping it's with the Cowboys. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Lockdown Cowboys, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you guys next time.